That's true for our adults and that's true for our kids who have the clipboards as well. So uh, keep, keep an eye on that and let us, let us pray that God speaks to our hearts. Heavenly Father, be with us in this time. Draw our hearts to you. Center us in your word and speak to us that we may be transformed to live not as we used to live, not as we live in our power, but we might be transformed to live as you call us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the lessons for today uh, on this All Saints Sunday, um, both of them kind of focus on what we receive as saints of God as holy ones, as those called by God to live for Him. Um, and, and they do it in, in, in very interesting ways. Um, in the Daniel reading, right at the end, and I would encourage you, if you're reading that Daniel reading, um, the daily readings that are listed for you, it'll come up again this, this week. Actually, it might have come up last week, but go back and read it. Um, the Daniel readings, uh, it'll come up again this week. So, so read it, um, and it has the whole section that we cut out today, which includes his whole vision of the, the kings and their different kinds of, of uh, feet and all that. It's, it's kind of a, a big, it's, it'll make you feel better about your own dreams. Let me say that. So Daniel writes this whole dream down and it confused him. But at the end, uh, we have this great promise. And it's for that promise that we are on, that we have this on All Saints Day. And that promise simply says what? But the holy ones. Well, who are the holy ones? The saints, right? That's what we think. When we say the word saints, you think, well, those are holy people. Um, it's actually uh, a misconception to think that that means they're better at, li- at life than the rest of us. No. Um, holy means claimed by God and set apart. Those who have been claimed by God and set apart for His purpose are holy. That's why you are a saint. The holy ones of the Most High shall what? Shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever. Forever and ever. So you're getting a kingdom. That's good news, isn't it? Everybody's wanted a kingdom, right? Or a queendom. Or an emperorship. Or something like that. Sounds pretty good, right? Then we get to the, to the gospel, which um, is familiar to us. The, 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 uh, we know it as the Beatitudes. Uh, the choir sang the Beatitudes today, a version of the Beatitudes. Blessed are they. Uh, um, the poor, but we sang, the first line of we, that we sang today was what? Blessed are they, the poor in spirit. See, because that's from Matthew's telling of the Beatitudes. And we have Luke's telling of the Beatitudes today, which I'm going to get to in a moment. But I want to point out some differences because Luke is doing something really important that I think God is speaking to us today to help us to see as saints where God leads us. You see, in Matthew's telling of the Beatitudes, it's uh, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. How many of you feel better about Matthew's version than being poor and hungry? You can be poor in spirit and hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? Uh, that sounds tolerable, right? Because we don't really want to be poor in the way that Luke describes it, as lacking what we need. Hungry, as in 
I am kind of hungry right now, are you? You're like, yeah, keep, keep this moving. We got to get to dinner. There's cake. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but, but Luke leaves us there. Luke does something else that Matthew doesn't do. Matthew has Jesus on the mountaintop. We probably know this version uh, as the Sermon on the Mount. In Luke's Gospel, he's not on a mountain. It's the Sermon on the Plain in Luke's Gospel. And, and they're both doing this intentionally because what Matthew wants us to, be, to, to see, what he hears communicated to him, is that God is calling us to a new kind of order for the world. God is establishing a new order for His kingdom, for how His people will operate in this new life that He is proclaiming. Just as Moses proclaimed on the mountaintop a new order for the Israelites one day on how they would live as God's people, so Jesus goes up on the mountaintop and proclaims, this is going to be the new way of life for us. And so that's what Matthew's doing. So it's on the mountaintop and it's calling us to a new understanding of how the world works. Different than the world that we're a part of. But Luke isn't so much interested in calling us to a new understanding of how the world works in that way as he is of calling us to to an understanding about what God calls us to in the world as it is. Because Luke's emphasis is not on a God who calls us out, but on a God who comes to us. That's why the Christmas story is so long in Luke. (laughs) Because Emmanuel, God with us, comes down from the high places to be with us. And He gets us. He understands us. He knows what this world is like. And so, in Matthew's Gospel, the woes that are part of Luke's telling of the Beatitudes, they don't show up right away. They show up at the end of the whole Sermon on the Mount. Far removed so that we aren't putting those things together. In Luke's Gospel, they come right next to each other. And let let me just say a little bit about what that does. You probably caught it as you go through. Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry. So, who are the blessed? They're poor, they're hungry, they're, uh, they're hated, and they're um, defamed, right? Spoken badly of. You get a, you're, 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 uh, you're, what's the word? Never mind, you get the idea. <laughs> Right? Something you don't want, right? No, how many of you wake up every day and say, I hope that I can become poorer today? <laughs> I hope that by the end of the day, no one has anything good to say about me. Right? We don't go after these things. Is Luke telling us we should go after them because that's where God's blessing is? No. That's not what Luke's getting at. And, and, and even if we were, what, what would Luke then say? Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Well, if you have the entire kingdom of God, are you poor? <laughs> no. I would say you're quite... You're, you are rich. You may not be wealthy, but you are rich. You have an abundance 
available to you. Blessed are you who are poor. Yours is the kingdom of God. So, but then you get to the woes, right? Woe to you who are rich. Well, I just said now you, you, you became rich, didn't you? Right? Woe to you who are rich for what? For you've received your reward. There ain't anything better than the kingdom of God. You're not getting more than that. That's it, right? When you get to be rich, do you still want more? Yeah. When you get to be rich, does it last? The wealth that we pursue, does it last? No, right? There's, that's why we have all the jokes about you can't take it with you, right? Guy packing a suitcase full of gold bricks gets to, the, gets to heaven and Peter says, what'd you bring pavement for? <laughs> it's not worth anything here. That wealth that we pursue is not wealth. It fades. You're hungry. What does he say? Blessed are you who are hungry, you will be fed. Well, if you're fed, then you will be full. Woe to you who are full. (laughs) You will be hungry. You see what's going on here? It's like a big uh, uh, Ferris wheel. And isn't that the way life is? We get on this, we get into this life, and we start off here, and we hope that... uh, that somehow, some way, we, we get to the top of what we're going for and we get to some good things that are in store and then when we get there, we realize what? They come with all kinds of other challenges that uh, make life feel like we're right back down at the bottom again. And then we go back up and then back around and life just seems like it never changes, right? That no matter how far ahead we get, we always, have, we always feel like we're still at the bottom somehow or we're about to fall off the top, right? And don't, don't miss the fact that with the Ferris wheel thing, being at the bottom is not a bad thing. If you've ever been stuck at the top of a Ferris wheel, you realize that it's very difficult to get off the Ferris wheel at the top. It's much better to get off at the bottom. So, so there's good parts about this whole thing as we go around and around and around. But it doesn't really change anything. Our blessings uh, become uh, things that we have to watch out for. And the things that we're watching out for, like, be, like not being poor and hungry and mistreated and, and, and poorly thought of, um, those things actually can lead us to blessings. That's a pretty good description of life. And I think that's what it's supposed to be. And I think that because of the word that comes after it. And it's the word that's been up on the, whole, on the screen the whole time. It's the word, but. In the English language, and I look at Michelle when I say that, in the English language, when you use the word but, what happens? Everything that you just said gets ignored in favor of what's going to come next. This is why we get really nervous when people start off by telling us all kinds of good things and then pause, right? Oh, you did such a wonderful job with that report. I was so proud of how that, how you, of the work that you put into that. But, (laughs) which do you pay attention to when that happens? 
That was meant to be a compliment, right? As soon as you get to the but, does it feel like a compliment anymore? Absolutely not. Because we've negated everything that came before. We've said that doesn't really matter anymore. What I'm about to tell you next, (laughs) that's what we want to hear. So this gospel does exactly that, doesn't it? He does it actually twice. Because there's another but a little bit earlier. It's when he gets to the woes. Blessed are, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. But, woe to you, woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. But, and here's what I think Luke is up to. He knows, Jesus knows us. Jesus knows that in this life, we do keep going around and around and around and around and around and around, chasing after what? Blessing. Chasing after good stuff. At least the stuff that we think is good. Jesus doesn't really condemn that here. He just says, but that's not what this is about. That might be what life, the the hub we revolve around. But, and he doesn't just say but, the whole phrase is what? But I say to you who listen. Can you imagine if somebody did that to you? Here's what I want you to know today. But I say to you who listen. You listening? What does he say next? Love your enemies. Do good to those who hurt you. Bless those who persecute you. Pray for those who abuse you. Offer more than is asked. Offer of yourself. Give to everyone in need. What does it mean to be a saint of God today? It means that we though we are part of this crazy thing of spinning around and around and around, are called to something entirely different. We're called with a purpose. To live this roundabout life with a purpose. And Jesus gives us five words. Love. And he focuses on the ones that we're not going to love, right? Love your enemies. Why? Because it isn't about your reward. That's the top life that we're not paying any attention to anymore. No. Love your enemies because this is the calling of God. Do good to those who hurt you. Why? Because this is the calling of God. Pray. Bless. Offer. 
give. This is how we live a resurrected life, a new life that recognizes that this life will come to an end, even though it seems like it never ends and we just keep going round and round and round and round. We have a purpose. We have a calling. We have a Savior. And Jesus calls us off the Ferris wheel into life. Amen.